0: Alright, we are here. We are here in a galaxy far, far away. How are our deems guests doing today? Doing well. The Fallen Shinigami is back to the Super Saiyan set. Mm, yes, yes. And it seems that we have ourselves another esteemed guest into on Coruscant today. We are here in the... In the New Republic, we're, we're part of the Senate. Uh, as you can see, I am the Rogue Jedi, and today we actually have ourselves an esteemed guest. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Oh, sure. Of course, first of all, hello there. Um, you may have heard me from back, I think, Season 2 was the last time I made an appearance on the pod. But it's Jamie. I'm back, once again, to talk more Star Wars things. Um, I'm doing all right. We're in... I think I probably mentioned this on the pod last time, but if I didn't, I am a medical student. So we're in kind of the super intense, stressful part of the year where we're gearing up for our second board exam. So that's going to be in the next month. I'm um, going to be really excited when it's over and my mental health will be much better when it's over as well. But, you know, I'm here. We're excited. We're going. We're doing the thing.
0: Yes. So I'm Demetrius. And I'm Demetrius. And Meachamish presents the Blurred City Podcast. All right.
2: So like uh, Jamie mentioned, stressful time uh, for her with like medical school and then also work. The the two of us have also, like literally all of us have get, gotten off of work like less than 10 minutes ago. <laughs> two of us are loaded up on a lot of caffeine, an unnatural amount, but it's a Friday. We're talking about something very fun. Uh, we're going to It's going to get wild. Jamie, I'm so glad to have you on, even though after that uh, sports tournament episode, you you ripped us a new one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was so disappointed in you guys. So much disappointment.
2: It ain't my fault, okay? We were were disciplined in ourselves as well. Speak for yourself. (laughs) So, uh, just with that, um, this is a new episode format, something that Meach and I have done on our Patreon episode. Uh, We're going to break down the rules of it later, but it's called a deconstruction reconstruction. It takes like a piece of work, either movie, game, TV show, book, or comic, and we just kind of, it's easy to take something apart call it bad for whatever reason and just like leave it at that even harder to break down why you specifically don't like it and then to create something of your own. So that's something that we wanted to go with. Uh, We're going to break it down more, but this is going to get intense. So we always need a strong legal spiegel.
0: Yep. So the purpose of this podcast is to explore all digital and print media. All sources we reference are owned by the respective companies and our thoughts. And I mean, our thoughts and our opinions are strictly our own, meaning it's all the rogue Jedi's, it's all the super saiyan Sith, it's all uh, Jamie Solo's, Sword of the Jedi, it's all our opinions and ours alone. Your discretion is very strongly advised, and if you don't like what you got to say, then come fight me. <laughs> they, they gonna get the the the, the five nine seven technique. Listen, they they gonna get the uh, they get the whole three one. <laughs>
2: all right so with that uh we're trying to keep this under two episodes two hours this may be a two-parter who knows uh kicking a tent so we're gonna always kick it off with what's hot what do the two of you
0: have oh let's go ahead and give uh jamie solo the the floor on this one
1: all right well I don't have too much to add to what's hot that's going on right now. Of course, as you probably heard from last week's episode, the new Guardians of the Galaxy just dropped. So I I would actually say that's worth watching. My personal opinion on the Guardians movies, it, I don't usually like them the first time around. It usually takes me a couple of times. This one was really good. So it's worth seeing. Um, let's see what else. Most of my stuff right now that I have to add to this kind of falls a little outside of nerddom. Um, so I'll start with that stuff and then I guess wrap it back up. But there's a show, if you're a history nerd though, here's here's your thing. So there's a show um, that's on Disney Plus because it's a National Geographic show. It's called A Small Light um, that just premiered, I think it was last week. Um, it's a phenomenal show. It's basically about Gies, who is the person who hid the Frank family. So like Anne Frank, the diary, like she hid them during World War II from the Nazis. Um, it's emotionally compelling. It's just fantastically relevant given all the things they're exploring in the show Uh, i think i wept from most episodes so far it's very good so highly highly recommend especially for you history nerds out there um a random thing that i saw today they're apparently making a third my big fat greek wedding movie so that's coming out in september um that'll be interesting uh, back to the nerd side of things though I think the next thing we got coming in from Marvel is Secret Invasion if I'm not mistaken and that premieres in June so that should be pretty exciting that's I think all I get well and of course on the topic of Star Wars uh, super super pumped for Ahsoka that will be coming out later this year um, if you have not seen Rebels and if you have not started rewatching Rebels you gotta do it now. now now is the time so that's all I got
2: Yes. And for one or two of those shows, we may be doing weekly recaps uh, as a bonus. So who knows?
0: Meach. Uh yes. And then of course we gotta go ahead and get into all of our different bags. We got ourselves the anime scene. Uh we know Demon Slayer stay goaded. Uh we, we <laughs> all all hell all hell uh King Tanjiro. Um and the animation and also uh my blicky. And then we got then okay and the next of all we also have ourselves our dr stone uh again some some great stuff vinland saga all hell thorfinn all all bro
2: i got this to say about kettle (laughs) whatever you get is what you get because when canute come to your door keep that same energy that's all i gotta say keep that same energy so let's keep it going.
0: I was I was not even going. I not I was not <laughs> even going to bring it up. But uh, but but yeah, you 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 j- you just said my thoughts. All right, so we're gonna keep it pushing. Go keep it pushing. In the comic book sphere, we got ourselves the summer of symbiotes. You know, uh, the extreme universe just got started, and uh, of course that means uh, my wallet is about to about to run a little drier uh because ryan segman decided it's in his best interest to draw covers for every single thing in that summer so my money's gone all right we're just gonna keep it moving gonna keep it pushing going keep it pushing um oh yeah we also because of fact hey klc press legit goaded and we klc press subscribers got it uh an advanced copy for vanish issue number seven um so yeah i already know know what's going on and uh hey if you in the loop go ahead join that uh disk join that community um totally not sponsored uh but yeah now let's keep it moving let's keep it pushing uh as you guys mentioned in the uh yeah we you mentioned everything in terms of star wars except for one jedi survivor mm-hmm. let's 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 go ahead let's let's go ahead talk about it my boy cal he 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 different yeah he 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 got what i like to call the vader effect you <laughs> you encounter darth vader once and you survive you you come out a changed man or woman that's true uh, like the you you immediately go from from light up sketchers to to black tims um, i'm i'm not even gonna hold you look at luke skywalker from episode five to episode six the the humbling get rumbled stay humbled um kyle kestis he got rumbled so now he's out here he instead of just getting humble getting humbled he decided to send out the rumbling to everybody else so um, not to spoil how many stances do you have so far right now i i haven't unlocked any besides the basic three okay I'll, I'll leave it off i'll leave it off yeah i'm not going i'm not going. Gon- i already know what the two stances are but i'm not going actually i already know actually i already know everything in the game because uh what TikTok? um as soon, as soon as it heard that I, oh yeah you got jedi survivor bing, 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 bing. i'm like bro 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 so, so i already know who's in it i already know the twists, uh but but it's fine it's fine it's fine because i'm i'm here to cause damage and to cause uh as much pain suffering and uh and black air force energy as humanly possible uh, but but yes, that's, that's all I got to say. Gameplay is, is legit amazing. And uh, let's just say I'm over leveling Cal to an, an absurd degree.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And I will definitely have to boost myself up as well. There's another game that came out today that I heard might be one of the greatest games of all time, Tears of the Kingdom. Kingdom. Uh, So another Legend of Zelda game. Uh, I've heard nothing but great things about that. So (laughs) that's something else. Uh, And then just with what's hot, keeping it moving for the podcast, this is approximately episode 43. So we are seven episodes away from episode 50, which is absolutely incredible that we've come that far. And then we are about a month away from our birthday. So one year has Blurred City opened its doors, So I'm super excited for that. So this, again, is a different segment. We're going to just go straight through it. There's nothing else except for this one segment. So Meech, can you hit us with the sponsor for the
0: day? All right. So for today's sponsor, we have none other than the Bounty Hunters Guild. If you want to come and join an amazing guild where you can where you can obtain a large amount of credits as well as hunt all of the scum and villainy uh, that this galaxy has to hold then please go ahead and join the bounty hunters guild just let you just gonna let you know that if you don't have a blaster you might be in trouble so go ahead and join the, the guild today
2: all right, so coming back, so what this is, so why we had to bring in our senior Star Wars correspondent, this is called a, re- a Deconstruction Reconstruction. As I mentioned, on our Patreon, Meech and I, we did it for Fantastic Four 2015, or as I like to call it, the Trastastic Four, and as he likes to call it as he's retching up right now. Oh, God.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. Fant4 stick.
2: Yeah, so that movie is awful, but we took it apart, came, put it back together, ended up having like a four-part movie that we were both surprised about kind of how we got there so just to kind of break down the rules for it uh the goal is to work together again like i said save reboot or redo a movie tv show comic game that is universally panned or failed to live up to expectations so what example i like to use is a spider-man 3 we both agree if you just take out venom it's a completely better movie Based on Sam Raimi not to, like understanding the character. So it becomes, even though we lose uh, Bully McGuire, which might be my favorite meme of all time, <laughs> I think we're fine. But uh, the rules for this, each person has gets three vetoes. Mm-hmm. So that cancels an idea or a proposal from another host. And then each person also gets three lock-ins. This supersedes a veto uh, to avoid pettiness, because when we did it on our Patreon, we only had two uh, vetoes and lock ins, and we really didn't use it except for one, which would have ended the podcast. test. <laughs> um, so to avoid pettiness, avoid saying, if you veto this, I'm just going to lock it in, which actually might happen today based on, <laughs> on this trio. And if you veto X, then I'm just going to veto Y, particularly an already agreed upon idea. So we all had that. Um, And the case study is for Star Wars, the new trilogy, episodes seven through nine. So that consists of The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of the Skywalker. So just giving some of the case study, the highlights to start with, the studio, Disney. And then for the director, Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams. Correct me if I'm wrong on any part, uh, you two. Second one, The Last Jedi, is Ryan Johnson. And then third one, Rise of the Skywalker. For the box office numbers, Force Awakens did absolute numbers. Over $2 billion, number five box office movie of all time. Last Jedi, $1.3 billion, number 17 movie of all time, as I've checked today. And then Rise of Skywalker, $1.07 billion. For the audience and critic scores, we have two so force awakens the imdb is 7.8 rotten tomatoes is 93 last jedi imdb 6.9 and rotten tomatoes is 91 and then the sketchy one rise of the skywalker 6.5 on imdb 52.2 percent on rotten tomatoes and then uh just now that we've covered that for the two of us any interesting backstory for any of these movies that you want to mention
0: Oh yes, yeah. so I would like to go ahead and kick this thing started with uh essentially just talking about the the backstory of the sequels trilogy. So, uh essentially when Disney acquired the license to uh Star Wars, they made a very uh controversial move which is to deem everything from from when they got it backwards so like from 2012 backwards and deemed it a uh, star wars legend so everything from the expanding universe that you probably like all the books video games all like tv shows all that that you read and seen back in the day they deemed that to be on un- non-canon to what they're going to do with their new stars project again super controversial move because it takes out like some of some very much beloved uh stories from many different people uh two of which are on this platform so I'm just gonna just say that out there in the open and from there on they did that as a move so that way they could tell their own story and to make like their own line of basically their own universe and to say whether it's a success or not um you guys heard the numbers
1: yeah I think the thing I would add to that too, and I I could be mistaken in this, so I'm going to say that as like a, I don't remember what the word is, but as a caveat, there we go. But my understanding as well with the whole situation of how Disney acquired Lucasfilm and how that whole process went down. First of all, George didn't want to give up creative control. He wanted to sell, but maintain creative control so that he would still be more or less in charge of the story. Disney refused. And then the deadline however that worked for his um being able to sell lucas film basically went down so he ended up giving up creative control even though he didn't want to second thing on that point that again this is just my understanding i don't know 100 of it's true but this is what i've heard is that um george actually wrote the story treatments for episode 7 8 and 9 as he would have done them disney bought these story treatments and then looked at them and said no threw them out the window and then kind of mostly shut george also out of the process of making seven eight and nine um i guess I should also specify hopefully it comes without saying i'm talking about george lucas when i say george but just in case that needs to be said um and then so yeah so you have on the one side they basically made all of the uh extended universe that people had known for years because this has been around since the 90s um they made all of that non-existent and then also took the story that george had already kind of started working on and said, "Mm, no, we're not going to do that. And then this is my personal opinion, had the audacity to come out and be like, oh, you know, we really weren't working with any source material on this. Excuse me. No, you had lots of source material. You just decided to say no and not use it and then not write a coherent story when you were putting this together. So anyway, that's that's my background and opinions on that.
2: Ooh, this is gonna be a fun episode so with that um staying with the sticking with the highlights and the case study portion of this segment what were your personal feelings leaving the theater for each movie
0: all right so I'm just gonna go ahead quickly just get my gosh before I let the sword come out uh, <laughs> let the sword release uh when I came out of episode 7 I thought like okay this was all right movie pretty. much a carbon copy of a new hope which like that that was the first thought in my mind i like huh and then also like hey so finn is no jedi okay no no maybe he'll maybe he'll develop later maybe he'll develop later like i i i had questions i had lots of questions and uh and hopes if you will then episode eight came out, and then uh some of them hopes and dreams decided to kill itself and kill itself in a burning fire, um and to which I just went so so Ryan Johnson what what you what you doing my guy what how 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 wait huh no just no Rose get out of here uh and and Finn. Finn, you you devolving my guy you devolving please please don't please don't and then episode nine decided to go ahead and and you know I I thought I was already dead I thought my hopes were already dead when rise of Skywalker dropped and then they somehow JJ Abrams decided to kill those hopes and dreams uh even more they decided to to uh to eat to Hakai my hopes and dreams they erased it from existence it's like why what no no and i i can't look at this and that's the last time i'm watching this movie and to this day i still haven't seen rise of Skywalker since it came out
2: all right so jamie i see the death star 3.0 coming so i will quickly go um and just let you have the floor after so with you force awakens it was the same situation i thought it was really good like for a star wars movie like compared to i know like the prequels get a lot of hate and then like retroactively people kind of vibe with them now except like um Revenge of the Sith I feel like most people kind of liked it when it happened um and then like it more now uh for, so like you mentioned with episode 7 it was like wow that was really good good thing I was watching episode 4 again so you know I rock with it it's the first movie in a long time you brought back the good elements of what we like um with that kind of a few of finn i was like man y'all really did like a fake out euro step on us with finn then episode uh the last jedi so being one that didn't know the extended universe of like uh luke's actual backstory after episode six i was fine with it just because of like i viewed him as the gunslinger that kind of became disillusioned grumpy um wanted to isolate himself from uh the rest of the world but The parts to I liked the movie until the end where he became a force ghost somehow and like he did like a force projection during the entire Kylo Ren fight and then he just like died and didn't help anybody. It didn't really make sense. I don't know if this was the episode where uh, Leia got shot into space and then she reversed herself with the force when she should have died. And I was like, what? What is happening? And then (laughs) the rise of the Skywalker happened, and it felt. Like they literally threw ideas in a hat and just randomly picked it out because some of that did not make any type of sense. There are so many fake out deaths that like weren't even like believable and just a lot of nonsense. So, Jamie, go ahead kill it.
1: Okay, I'm going to try to filter this very strongly just because I don't want to get ahead of myself. And I I know that we're going to go into a lot of the things, but it's so hard to separate because like my feelings with my opinions about things are so interconnected anyway. So if I'm just going to go bare bones, what was my impression? I think for episode seven, there were moments I liked There, You know, there was the nostalgia feel there. There was a really cool experience of like seeing Star Wars in theaters for the first time. Um, so that was cool, but I was really underwhelmed. Uh, I was kind of disappointed by Seven, actually, because I was like, there's what? I just watched episode four again. Like, this is, all- I've seen all of this before. Like, what are we doing here? Um, And it didn't really seem it was very unclear where the story was going. I saw it three times in theaters. Um, after about the third time, I was like, okay, okay, I can get behind this. And I kind of started to get more into it, but it took three times. Um, with The Last Jedi, I probably saw that one twice or three times in theaters too, just to kind of get re-exposed to it. But I, I think that one was the most disappointing for me um, on first watch, because like, I, I think it was it's just one... Uh, well, again, I'll save that because we'll get into it later. But just the things that they did with Luke's character, the chaos of like, what is the story you're trying to tell? I, if, I feel like we lost everything that we kind of built from episode seven. I just, I wasn't pleased with episode eight. I was pretty upset with episode eight. And then episode nine comes out. And on first watch, I was like, okay, okay. And then I watched it again. And I was like, what is this absolute train wreck? of an absent storyline. What are we doing here? Like none of this, oh man. Like it just was like, okay. Parts of it, I was like, okay, I, I can get behind it. There, there were really cool nostalgic moments. I will say that for each of the movies, there were really cool nostalgic moments, but as a whole, I was like, how did you, do? and even just like the the, the ending and the, I, I just, all of it. I was like, why, why have you done this? Why? So that I would say those are my those were my first impressions.
2: Okay. And just going with that, what was good because we're about to take it apart in the next segment. So what was good? What did these movies do well? You mentioned nostalgia. Anything else, Jamie, that you thought it did well?
1: Yeah. So I think I will say, um, to go back to episode seven where I really talked about some of the nostalgia, I think one of my like top three ever like experiences of seeing a movie in theaters was episode seven, when the Millennium Falcon showed up on screen for the first time. Like, I just remember like the theater went nuts. It was so exciting. It was like, yes. We're back we're connecting to the old story and so like there were moments like that right like having the millennium falcon pulled in, and like having the original characters get brought back um obviously harrison ford wanted han solo to die for a long time so we probably shouldn't have been surprised that that happened but it was fun to have him and his like snarky humor back um that was a really important piece of star wars um the moments in the last jedi where um You have like R2 kind of trying to, he basically plays the recording of Leia again, which for all of us, like Carrie, I think had already died by the time that movie came out. And so like having those moments, um, and even honestly, I will say this is going to sound like a controversial take initially, but make sure you listen to what I actually say. So out of all of the movies, I will say, I think the last Jedi is the best directed film not i think all the writing sucks like all of it's terrible we'll, we'll get into that later but i think as far as directing goes i do think that the last jedi was the best directed film because the more i kind of watched it the more i started to really see okay this is what ryan's doing with his storytelling and that element of the directing was really good there's some really cool things I didn't have a chance to like rewatch the movies to have specific examples, but like there's moments how he really hints at what's going on in a more subtle way, instead of being really in your face about it. I did really like the directing for episode eight. Again, not a fan of the story at all, but I really liked the directing and some of the elements that were in that for episode eight. Um, Some classic, there's still some great dialogue, I think too, in these, Um, not all of it, but like, there's still some great moments like between Luke and Yoda, um, and like different different characters that show up throughout the story. Um, and I think, really, I guess what I'm getting at is the best parts of this movie were of these movies were the parts that already existed before and we revisit, revisited again. Now, I will say the best new thing to come out of the sequel trilogy was probably Ben Solo's character. I think uh, Adam Driver's Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, really carried those movies. He was easily the best thing. Out of those, I really think, we'll get into this, but I really think the movie should have been about him Um, because if you're going to tell the Skywalker story, he is the next generation of Skywalker. Anyway, uh, we'll get into that. But I think he was one of the best characters to come out of um, the new films. So I think that's as short and sweet as I can keep that.
2: Meet, you seem like you disagreed with part of it, but we're keeping it to what they did good and what you liked.
0: Okay, okay, so... I mean, she pretty much covered like ninety nine percent of it. Also, I like to say, hey, something—the musical score, like John Williams—he—he—he's still in his bag. He's still, still murdering, uh, murdering the bit. He's still, still writing fire on on paper, uh, or probably digitally, digital flames. But in any case, uh, when it comes to just some characterizations that I really liked, uh, I think like, I think for me, like. Pro- said like ben solo like he he did have a he was great even though he was complete derivative of another character but we, we're, we're probably gonna get into that later um uh but the best conversation i think that that was done throughout the entire trilogy well actually two was of course as you mentioned luke and yoda and then the other one was actually in episode nine with ben and and daddy like mm. and that. That those two things were the only ones that got me like emotionally. But besides that, it was a train. It was a train wreck from sun up to sundown. There's no redemption before creation yeah. comes destruction. <laughs> <laughs> I need mean... no, no way. Oh, oh okay. So, sorry, save sorry, it, sorry, save it. We're getting there. Sorry, the veil, right. the veil slipped for a second there.
2: Perfect for me. It was fun. And obviously these movies happened before COVID, but the the trilogy of those movies happened during a time where going to the movies felt like an event. Like uh, when Force Awakens came out, it was like, you need to go see this movie right now. Star Wars is back. And it was kind of happening during the time of like Endgame, Infinity War, like the, the key Marvel movies that were happening. So it was like rush to the theaters and like, post covid it really hasn't been like that for theaters so like i really enjoyed that element and they were the first two movies were super fun to me especially uh force awakens and then kind of like what you mentioned was the last jedi was my favorite movie except for the the towards the end of the movie it just kind of like felt like watching what all of rise of the skywalker was but uh just with that i really like what you mentioned the dimension, direction it felt like it had a purpose to it and yeah, uh, some of the the first time we saw the cross guard for like the trailer of it uh, with Kylo Ren, we were like, oh snap, we got a new lightsaber. And we were just like, we were, it was fun again. So that's what I really liked. Uh, so now we're gonna get into the deconstruction part, and we're gonna take apart the movie. But with that, I think what will be one beneficial thing first. Do either of you want to talk about the toxicity in the Star Wars community first?
1: Yeah. Uh, I I did want to make a very big point. Before we get into this, I think we can all agree that Star Wars fans fight like the clans of Mandalore. Let's let's just use that as an example. That is how Star Wars fans are. So if we don't want Star Wars and the fandom to end up like Mandalore, we all know how that ended, right? We need to kind of start making some changes here in in how we address things. So yeah, there's, and I will say, I think with the toxicity, a lot of people feel very, very passionately about these films. So I I know it's, I think it's coming from a good place because people just care about these characters and these stories so much. But I think we can kind of get into this very intense, like grudge match of like, no, this is the best opinion. No, this is the best one. And I think that's where a lot of the toxicity comes from. So I think I definitely wanted to make sure that I stated as a disclaimer, like, I have a lot of really, really strong, passionate opinions that will be discussed on this podcast. I respect the fact that people have other opinions. And I think, I think the big thing I wanted to say, too, is like, there's people that are passionate fans, there's people that are casual Star Wars fans. And so like, sometimes the opinions of the casual fans kind of really grind the gears of the passionate Star Wars fans. And like, sometimes that's what happens. But All that to say, I think, you know, there is room for all of us in Star Wars. I think that's what the point was. But we just need to make sure we can all be mindful of like, okay, we can all be intensely passionate about our opinions and have heated discussions as long as we're not like, I don't know, being super toxic about it and saying like, you're wrong and you're stupid for holding your opinion because I don't think that's okay.
0: Meech? Where do I begin? Do I do I start with uh how people were basically bullied uh Rose's actress off of Instagram do I, do I do I need to start off with that um do I do I need to talk about all of the uh hate that Hayden Christensen got uh do I do I need to talk about uh the fact that that they bullied my man Ahmed Best so much he nearly contemplated offing himself Um, just to, to say that, uh, Star Wars fans is, um, is wild is, uh, is a huge understatement. I'm just saying, uh, we, we, we all human beings. And so is everybody who's involved in the Star Wars movies. If, if you think that you could have done better, then, then, Hey, that's one thing, but don't take it out on the people who made the movie. Don't take it out on uh, on those who were involved in it, because at this point you're making yourself look dumb, and you're making yourself look uh, all types of trash. Um, you are what is wrong with society, and we do not involve you in our in our galactic senate. Okay like you're the reason that the empire uh, took over the republic in the first place so uh, with all this infighting you separatist scum um, but as as such uh, we're just going to go ahead and keep it moving uh, respect each other's opinions and if not then hey come find me and I'll give you the saber <laughs> it's your choice whether you want it if you want it through the chest the head or the neck the legs the high ground oh no there, there will be no high ground well actually there will be a high ground because you won't be standing <laughs> all
2: right so with that said now we're going to take it apart so in the deconstruction portion of this segment we point out remove obvious flaws marketing poor character casting decisions studio creative visual limitations Bad story beats and then the timing of the movie kind of like what does it work more as such so forth the easiest way to ask this uh, as we take it apart in this movie is there anything you want to keep
1: um i think okay i, I have to say that for me there's a couple ways we can go about this because there's like different layers we can take this apart because there's the one hand which is I think we should just scrap the whole thing and do this instead. And then there's the other end where it's like, okay, if they wanted to do it this way, this is how they should have done it. So I have different, like many different opinions of the ways this could have been improved, both with what they did and with what should they have done instead. So, I mean, it really just depends on what route we want to go or all of the above. So
0: That's fair. Meech? All right, let's go ahead and uh, before creation comes destruction. All right, so in terms of what I would like to keep, uh, obviously we need some some brother representation. Um, I'm, Lando can't keep uh carrying a, a whole franchise on his back, and neither can Mace Windu. Uh, though, though considering how that man behaving, I I, don't, I it's hard to claim him. Uh, as such. For, for how you did Anakin, I, it's hard to claim him. So, as such, uh, I would like to keep Finn. Maybe not how he, his story ended up, but, like, him, like, his initial, like, his initial origin, like, what he, what they were trying to do with him. Just go ahead and follow through with that. So, that's one thing i like to keep. Uh, secondly, of course, like keeping all like the major players, you know, the, you know, the major Skywalkers plus Han Solo and Chewie, like I, I would love to have them in there too. And if you didn't want to have any of the legacy characters in there, then, hey, you could craft a story that, that legit would not have them involved at all. Like it's very easy to do so. Um, and then Ben Solo, I guess Ben, Ben Solo can stay um though we can we can rework his character uh the but in terms of like one thing i would definitely like to change pretty much is firstly having a concrete direction on where to go so the main problem well one of the main problems is the fact that as we all mentioned is that the right well that the entire secret trilogy seemed to be aimless like you had two movies that basically contradicted itself in the form of last jedi and rise of skywalker to where rise of skywalker tried to rectify try to retcon what was happening in the previous movie now that that's not to say like it hadn't been done before but in in the way that that the rise of skywalker took it that was way too excessive to like to outright decry what was happening um whereas like the twist of empire strikes back for spoiler alert um spoiler alert luke being uh vader's son when when obi-wan said like oh hey uh yeah he killed your dad like like yeah but that was leaning more towards a plot twist that led to something interesting coming out of it and made it and made it all the way better whereas right Skywalker. it it just didn't um all, all those retcons just actually retroactively made things worse um to where it made like a whole movie pointless and made a whole side plot pointless um looking at you uh casino uh you <laughs> know royale uh but but am um, again holding holding some reserving some judgment Okay, to answer your question,
2: Jamie, to kind of help uh, guide guide this, with the deconstruction, let's take apart everything we hate so far, and then when we see what's left, let's reconstruct how we want to. Okay. So so we can just take out everything that we hate and then see what ingredients are left.
1: Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here you go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll say with what we have. I loved, and I think it's absolutely necessary that you include some of the original characters, right? So the original trio of Han, Luke, and Leia, they have to be kind of the foundation of this generation moving forward, because I think that's essential to the story. Um, I think there has to be, you know, I liked that where we are still telling a story with Han and Leia's I guess, kid, but I think it should have been kids, plural. Um, So to Meech's point of how we needed a plot twist, I really, I would have loved, and this is going to get into like where I really wish we would have gotten the extended universe instead of what we got. I was really, really hoping eventually for a plot twist where we actually found out that Ray was Ben's sister um, and was this other like solo kid that either han didn't actually know about because we know from like the force awakens that he left um and so maybe i don't know maybe Leia was pregnant and he just never found out and then i don't know i was hoping for a twist like that
2: so you didn't the force twins
1: (laughs) well (laughs) yeah no that i wasn't a fan of that i if we would have gotten the actual twins yes i would have loved that that's what i was hoping for that's what i was expecting but that's not what we got so um i don't mind and here's the thing i didn't mind the casting in a sense i just there's a lot of characters that i would have changed to like not have them actually be what they were in the story so and then again just to uh, echo me again i think the writing was absolutely non-existent i think the pace that disney decided to take with this where they were releasing a movie every other year that's just there's a reason that George released a movie every three years when he made these originally. Like it took that time to plan the story, to execute it effectively to where it was good. I think they rushed it too much because I think they decided to put money before quality. A big feeling I had about these movies too was with George, it was always, the story was the most important thing and any action happened as a consequence of the story. And it felt like the opposite with these movies. It felt like the action was the front and center thing and it had to be big and flashy, but they didn't care about the story they were telling um so that was my biggest biggest qualm with these movies um also as a side note this is not necessarily related to the movie itself but since we are in the month of May um George Lucas's birthday is in two days as we're recording this fun fact um it's on Mother's Day this year but Star Wars has always been released in May why are you releasing Star Wars in December these are May movies I was always upset about that partly because my birthday is also in four days it will have been the day before this is released by the time we get there but anyway I'm like why this is a may film anyway so yeah i think there were ways to take the characters they established and make a functional story with them but i think just you can keep some of the characters but they have to change their identity a bit and the story that you're telling
2: okay right. uh so i'm gonna run through a few things so force time are we taking that out
1: oh gosh i don't even remember what Wait, that is
2: time Force time when Ben and uh, Ray could just talk to each other randomly.
1: Oh,
0: oh, yeah. oh you mean tie you should, I time? say force Skype? <laughs>
2: no, <I'm> sorry, force <laughs> time. <laughs> like,
0: oh force time. God. I'm like, the heck is it? I was force like, bond. Force time That's time what
1: time? it is. It's a force bond. I know, um, it
0: is jokes. The diet.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a fan of that. Like, you see a little bit of it that's kind of like implicit in um padme and anakin uh during right before he goes to try to you know confront palpatine with the other guys that go right before he turns um i've heard some of the backstory on that is like padme was like moderately force sensitive while luke and leia were in her or something so they were communicating through the force but like it wasn't ever that blatant i think that's another thing i'll say there's a lot of force abilities in these movies that make no sense, that have never shown up before, and they make it seem like some of these characters are so much more powerful than any of the other characters we've seen before. And that's nonsense. That has to go.
0: Me too. You have thoughts. I see it. Huh? Uh, oh, oh, we're not going to talk about, hey, uh, Ray, Ray being the third most powerful? Over Absolutely not. We're, we're not gonna talk about that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. If
1: you dare hold any opinion other than Anakin Skywalker, the literal chosen one, the literal like child of the Force being the most powerful Force user of all time, you are wrong. I'm sorry, you are wrong. That's my opinion on the matter.
0: <laughs> Jedi she's not Jesus. sorry, she's not sorry. Um, go ahead, C- claim your dark side energy, but uh, <laughs> uh but yeah, so. Just just tagging on with that in terms of like force abilities, like I think that yes, like the the ones that were introduced in this movie, you're just like, bro, if these were like, if you knew these abilities and if these abilities were part of the universe, it kind of destroys everything that happened in the prequels
2: Mm.
0: (laughs) or in the OGs, just destroys everything. Um, I'm looking at you, Force Healing, um, because if Force healing was a thing to where Ray could learn it in the Jedi texts, the ancient Jedi texts. That semi implies that all of the prequel era Jedi could know about it and probably did know about it. So Qui Gon didn't have to die. Anakin definitely, definitely didn't need to go full dark side to save Padme, and just uh. All the other jedi who who pretty much got maimed injured or dead uh also can we excuse the fact that uh hey ben solo like he he could get survive getting stabbed in the stomach but uh qui-gon couldn't um i'm I'm just saying i'm just saying just and it was weird that also like he was able i believe
2: she healed him and then he healed her and then he became a force ghost which made no sense
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah so thoughtful. apparently uh bringing somebody back from the dead uh, is apparently equal to to another person's whole life I, I'm just saying
1: That entire scene it. just oh my gosh like it was and it it was so annoying because you go from like it was really cool to have the voices of all these former actors like show up like I liked that I like that sealed. we finally had like Hayden's voice again in Star Wars. And like even Ashley Eckstein was in there. So like we had all these awesome. And then it was like then you ended with the stupidity of that, like Ray and Ben scene that was absolute nonsense. And then everything that followed was absolute. I don't anyway
2: got to get a forced romance. Then.
1: But OK, I do have to say on on the topic of what me is saying about what that means for the prequels, just the utter contempt almost and disrespect for the prequels that these movies showed made me very angry because it's like it was like you you tried to pay this homage to the original trilogy which was very obvious with episode seven that was basically a rehash and you completely disregarded and disrespected everything that happened in the prequels and I think that that was a really difficult thing for me to look past in these movies because the prequel era is my favorite and so that that's really difficult for me to look through the disrespect that you show the prequels there
0: in fact saying that uh made me bring up uh one just one more point uh that i'm gonna end off with is uh the is because the fact that i am a performer uh with the saber guild the lightsaber choreography is absolutely god awful oh my goodness uh <laughs> so especially in comparison with the prequels um uh, Okay, I do get that like the prequels, like Jedi higher their powers, they, they could go all out. Um, and then the fact that hey, Luke was learning, and by, but by the end of it, you could actually see like he was he was somewhat getting to a near prequel era era sort of choreography. The sequel era pro uh oh, I can't even speak. Sequel <laughs> era choreography leaned more towards them striking each other with Baseball bats. than they did, actually fighting with swords. Now, and uh, now another thing that, uh, and the main contender for probably worst choreographed like fight in all of Star Wars: the Last Jedi throne room fight. Because if you look at it, especially through my newly awakened eyes, I see so much, so much. It was like no no why are you spinning why are you doing that why are you doing this hold on you could have done this way better no 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 okay y'all need to stop and just it it, it was it was just gut-wrenching it was horrible there, there's whole youtube videos i think it's like a there's like a whole one hour long video just breaking down that fight and just how terrible it was uh oh. and i re-watch it like every year because yes that's right All right. So you two have kind of mentioned a lot of different
2: topics that have circled back to one central thing that we kind of is one of my biggest issues. And I'm going to use my first lock in this. This trilogy, particularly the third movie, has a Palpatine issue. He ain't being in our new trilogy. We taking Palpatine out. When uh, Anakin turned good. (laughs) and took him out Palpatine was gone that's the end of Palpatine because how he somehow survived all this time and then the Snoke was like a clone the entire time and they're ruining the Mandalorian with this uh cloning thing and they're also doing the same with uh not Rogue Squadron the Bad Batch where it's like we need to kind of set this up for Palpatine even though everyone hates it the Palpatine issue is dumb because like when um Kylo Ren took out General Snoke that was a huge surprise and it was like. Oh, you're the big bad now, and it was just like, no, actually, Palpatine has been here the entire time. He's on this weird planet where there's a lot of people worshiping him, and he lives in like a a tube thing that carries him around. And he's actually more powerful than anybody. So, even though he's a zombie, yeah,
1: yes. What well, I will say, I don't have a problem with that lock in, but um, just in technically in the extended universe. Yep. He, he does back. return in the extended universe so that's not totally outlandish i think the way that they do it is a little bit different um different. So different for yeah like for me it was like i wasn't so upset that palpatine himself like returned because i was like okay i know that's a plausible extended universe storyline but it was more the way that they did it that i was like what are we even doing here this is and even that final show i am all the Sith. i am all the Je- terrible writing terrible dialogue what does this accomplish? None of this makes sense. anyway. So I'm okay with that lock-in. Just just wanted to throw that out there that technically Palpatine does actually return in the extended universe, but different circumstances. That's fair.
0: That's fair. And with clones too, is just the fact that at least in Dark Empire, they explained it and explained it well. Mm-hmm. Um also another thing that uh I that I just remembered is the fact that they they pretty much tried to promote the uh the return of Palpatine through Fortnite. Mm -hmm. yeah i i just remember that they did that so uh yeah get that garbage out of here um and then if we want i think like for me like like a direction to definitely go go in with these new movies a direction to definitely like go through it and i'm gonna lock this in and i'm pretty sure jamie agrees with me on this yuzhang vong war
1: yes okay i was gonna say like here's my two camps that i'm in one the story they should have done from the beginning is the yuzan vong war that's the story that we should have gotten so the other the other column we'll call that story a story b is we can take what they did and reconstruct it in a way that would have been better but really the bottom line is they should have done story a which is the yuzan vong war with the solo twins and the other one and anyway
2: yeah. Okay, let's let's save that for the reconstruction, but I wrote it down, Meech. Anything else we want to take out or just like bash at the moment? Because that's something I also researched and because Meech put me onto it. So that's definitely cooking. So like anything with like marketing, other obvious flaws. We talked about casting is mostly good, just like the character directions. Oh, character directions. Well,
1: yeah, I think we can come back to too, one of the biggest flaws in the Luke storyline. While... I understand, yes, that maybe everybody has to kind of go through their disillusionment, period. There's been a lot of conversation within the Star Wars universe about this, so I don't think this is a new idea. But the idea that Luke, who was this, like, hero and always had, like, this is the one thing I've said for a while, that, like, with Luke and Leia, Leia kind of got all the best qualities of her parents. Luke kind of got all the worst, except that he got Padme's heart and Padme's faith. Um, especially faith in Anakin. And I think like the, he has that quality in him. So the the storyline that we see in The Last Jedi of him losing faith in his nephew, of him like losing faith in the whole process, like, yeah, you can have setbacks. And like, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with the story of him having a setback where like he turns into Kylo and destroys the whole tempo, and Luke's depressed. Like that's fine. But there's pieces of the storyline of him just going off and becoming a hermit and giving up and also giving up on Ben, that's not really an okay storyline for Luke Skywalker, not really the like, he again, he can struggle, he can have challenges, he can kind of go through his peaks and valleys, but the I, I don't think that the Luke Skywalker that we know would ever stoop so low to literally try to murder his nephew, and we know he stops himself, sure, but like, I don't think the Luke we know would have even done that in the first place or become so depressed that he goes and hides on an island and nobody can find him or knows where he is for years
0: actually for years
2: for um just with luke um do y'all think that in book of both that like towards the end when it actually became mandalorian season 2.5 that they kind of retroactively made him because like he was so strict to the jedi laws where it was like he was talking to Grogu. He was like, you can either be a Jedi or you can be a Mandalorian. You can't be both. Um, so do you think that kind of ties into how he was like, even when he was talking to Ray later in the movies, they're like, You went immediately to the dark side and stuff like that?
1: Well, and that's what's interesting because I think, again, if we compare to the extended universe, Luke does everything different in the extended universe. He does rebuild the Jedi Temple, but his Jedi order is different. Like he doesn't have the same rules about not having attachments being allowed and things like that. Um, and I think what we see, I really liked, really, really liked the scenes with Luke in the Book of Boba Fett, partly because we finally got to see like him and Ahsoka actually crossing paths. That was really cool. Um, and I like to think that in his process of rebuilding this temple or whatever, that this experience with Grogu may have been, if we had gotten the original story of like how he rebuilt the temple differently. I would like to think that that experience with Grogu is what might have led him to that direction of maybe not feeling so strictly to the ways of the Jedi, because we know that's part of why the Jedi order fell in the first place. Um, But anyway, so I think I liked that element, but yeah, I think it, it sets up. That's more the Luke that we know that we see in book of Boba Fett. And I would have liked to have seen more of that Luke's natural trajectory and natural character development rather than this weird forced, he has to be a hermit because he thinks he's failed it makes sense for obi-wan when we do it in kenobi because we've seen him literally lose everything um so i think it makes sense for obi-wan but i don't think it quite makes sense for luke to do it that way
0: yeah i definitely agree on that and uh like main thing with luke is the fact that one of his yeah his biggest character trait is his compassion and his compassion and love for uh, other people and true redemption. like the fact that he was uh that he basically went through his depression episode for like years, like almost near Kenobi's uh, lengths of time just made you go,, mm, that that don't seem like Luke. The, the fact that Mark Hamill, the he decried uh, his portrayal of Luke, and even petitioned like hey ryan johnson like this this ain't luke this ain't him that should have clued you in that like this ain't the right this ain't this ain't it chief that that should have let you in um so yeah definitely luke luke needs to change on that but uh another main uh character let's 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 go ahead and get our brother out the way let's talk about finn yes <laughs> All right, all right. So, firstly, like this is the example, the chief example of fumbling the bag. Like you fumbled it hard. You fumbled it to the nth degree. Cause this man, like, all right, a stormtrooper who defects. First of all, brilliant concept, brilliant. And and the fact, like, hey, he might actually and like he looks to have like being a jedi i was like okay so the story is like hey a stormtrooper turned jedi like maybe like what uh got him out of the out of the empire out of the first start? was it like his force sensitivity that broke him out of the brainwashing was it just him just having that face turn realization that that heel face turn we we like that that could have been explored But no, it did not. And you could like had him lead a whole stormtrooper uprising like they did in the Colin Trevorrow script. Come on now, come on. Uh, Making him an actual Jedi would have been legit. Could have focused on a Jedi that's not one of the Skywalkers, though. You though you could very easily like have him with the Skywalkers, like have him be there, kind of like he he be our POV character while all the Skywalkers are doing outlandish shenanigans and he, and he's just doing his best <laughs> or like him actually stepping up to the plate. Um, that that would have been vision, but the, but nah, and you could have easily like had a romance with Ray that actually would have been reciprocated. Nah, nah.
2: Yeah. He, he, he was a simp by the end
0: um with that I will
2: say why I agree with that because I I have that like they did Finn dirty and then three exclamation points in my notes John Boyega hates how they handled his character mm-hmm. and like like openly hates yep. how like to the point where it's like I don't want to work with you at all kind of um and you're right like in the first trailer when he pulls out the blue saber and he's like face to face with Kyle Ren. As, you know, you and me, like, uh, growing up with Mace Windu, we're like, yo, let's go. And I'm fine that they went with the direction of Ray. That's that's perfect. It was, like, really great. But also tying into Ray, they really fumbled the bag with her character as well in terms of inheritance, where it was like, oh, your parents are this, your parents are this, your parents are this. Then we get to, I believe, The Last Jedi, and it's like, your parents are actually nobodies. Uh, we don't need to worry about it. This entire storyline that we built up is meaningless. And then to... Oh, my God. In The Rise of the Skywalker, one of the worst theater reactions I have ever heard in my life was when Palpatine said, you're my granddaughter. The entire theater groaned. And one dude literally had to tell them to sh- everybody to shut up because it was that bad of just like a story, a plot. It was like, what? Like, not even the fact that. This is dumb. It's the fact that thinking of Palpatine and his wrinkly self having kids and children literally makes you cringe because he's a Sith. And you're like, oh, I I see you, Jamie. I see you. Go ahead.
1: I have multiple things to say about all what was just said. Um, To kind of start in order. First, I'll I'll start with Finn because that's kind of where we started. My issue with his character was that all of his dialogue was so forced it was like they were trying to be funny with him but it's like star wars humor harrison ford's a perfect example it's all kind of like the classic nonchalant more like snarky humor it's not the like that ridiculous scene in episode seven where like ray and finn are fumbling all over each other and like climbing on each other and like i don't know it's just all of the dialogue was so weird and so forced and like even of their communication was like yelling at each other and i'm like i'm pretty sure this is probably writing um because i've seen john boy again in other movies and he doesn't always act like that so i'm pretty sure this is writing writing Um, and directing literally and so it's like i just all of it was so forced it was like they were trying to make it funny but like that's not the point of star wars y'all needed to just kind of let it rest let it be some of the stuff they did with oscar isaac worked like the the scene towards the beginning where he gets taken by Kylo and he's like, oh, how did this work? The, the mask is confusing. You talk for a Like that that was funny because it works for Oscar Isaac and like it was kind of, you know, it was fitting. But like, there's just so much that was like forced humor there. And oh, mm, oh my goodness. Okay. On the Ray and the Palpatine and all this nonsense. Um. So how can I put this concisely? I think, first of all, you can't have a main character be quote unquote nobody. I know that was like a big debate, like around the time of the film, of like, oh, it's refreshing that she's actually nobody. Well, actually, if we're telling the Skywalker story, okay, if we're saying that this is supposed to close the Skywalker story, while you already have all these other movies and shows on slate, it's fine to have a nobody character to be the center of, you know, all these, like Rogue One, when it came out, all of them were nobodies. And that was fine because that was an extra story. But if we're in the main, Huh?
0: din Djarin. Uh,
1: <laughs> yes din Djarin's a nobody um if we're on the main skywalker storyline and the purpose is to round out this story in this saga you cannot have your principal heroine your main character be a nobody i just for me that fundamentally doesn't work and here's my other issue with this she should not should not be palpatine um per- partly because my issue with the palpatine thing is we know palpatine we know that he's sadistic We know that in the whole story, we knew him in the prequels where he's already, what, like 60 years old or something when we see him in the prequels that he doesn't have a family. We know technically, as far as some of the storylines concerned, he probably murdered his family. Um, This is, again, possible trigger warning. After I saw this movie, I was like, the only way that this is possible for him to be a grandparent is if he either raped someone or this is, in fact, like a weird cloning situation that like I I don't. It just doesn't make any sense. So that storyline was absolute nonsense. Um, And then additionally, if you're going to have Rey be a Skywalker at the end, you should have done it right and just made her a solo in the beginning. Just make her Ben's sister. Then she's actually a Skywalker. And the whole story is infinitely more compelling. If this is a brother and a sister who didn't realize they had each other reuniting instead of this random love story wannabe that nobody wanted like that was another thing when i saw that in theaters everybody was like oh that stupid scene where they kissed like nobody liked that either like come on this is you could have done it right and well and had her be an actual skywalker and had not have to have us have these discussions i don't know i have many 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 issues with that whole side of the story
0: or or hear me out you could do one better mara jade and have her be luke's kid and then just have them be cousins like could, done it. it's the same story and now you have more connection with luke you also get baby girl mara jade and you and you still and you still get that same impact all right so with that
2: i think we have raised this to the ground i, I believe we probably still have more thoughts but just for time's sake we're going to keep it moving But with that, we're going to get into our reconstruction. But first, we're going to take a mini break. All right, coming back with that, we have our reconstruction section. So now, remembering this, we have to make a three-part trilogy uh, for that. Just a recap of the lock-ins, I've used one lock-in. There will be no Palpatine. Meech has used the lock-in that we all agreed on. The Yuuzhan Vong in some capacity is going to be uh, used. And nobody has used a veto yet. It's going to be interesting if we use vetoes. But uh, with that, casting, clarify the timeline, direction,
0: tone, and build out the plot. That's what we aim to do. each Also, I-, I just wanted to like put this out there because of the fact, like, are we going to take into account the passing of Carrie Fisher?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should say if we are filming these movies originally at the time they were done and the time they were planned, She's technically not passed yet. I, I think we should include her. She she needs to be included, I think.
2: We would at least go.
0: At least the first, we at understand least the one first movie. movie we can be fine with. I'm just saying yes. for like the second and the third. That's fair.
2: Uh, so with that, also things that we kind of mentioned, we kind of want to keep the same people in the story, more or less, with like uh, the major players, obviously the OG uh, squad.
0: Ben Solo, are we keeping? Michi would kind of shaky on him. We, we we can keep him. I'm just saying, like uh give him his real name, uh Jason. <laughs> nice. Yes,
1: I, I was just gonna say that if, if we have locked in these and wars, he's not Pen Solo, he's Jason Solo. Um, and that's that's who he is, which as a really, you know, side note is basically who they model him after anyway. Like he was Jason Solo without having the name Jason Solo. Like, come on.
2: Okay. With that, um, are we keep... We're keeping fitness capacity as well are we keeping ray and are we changing her to the other
1: yeah i'm, I'm gonna speak about this one i think i'm fine with the casting because visually she fits for a descendant of the skywalkers but again she's not ray she's jaina solo
2: all right so we got jason and jaina solo for our first reconstruction so timeline if they're still alive it's kind of generally the same time period then or are we aiming Younger, you know, hypothetically.
1: I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Meech, but I think the Yuuzhan Vong Wars, even in the original storytelling, was about 25 to 30 years after Return of the Jedi. So I think it fits for the storyline that they, the timeline that they had. But I could be wrong. Yeah,
0: it kind of does. I will say, like, it may even be just slightly earlier because Jason and Jaina, they were, like, maybe 20 Maybe like yeah. anywhere like the sixth, like teen to 20s. So, and I think
1: they were born five years after Return of the Jedi, yeah. Ish,
0: yes. So, so like timeline 20s. wise, it could be, be around the same time,
2: okay. Uh, so two things I want to throw out because I'm gonna let y'all really cook on this segment.
0: How do you
2: feel about Abeloff?
0: Does it fit at all? <laughs> mm. I'm I going to take
1: strong this. opinions on this, so I will defer to me.
0: Oh, yes, I'm ready. Oh, yes, give 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 me Abeloth. Make her, make like, oh, here's how you can do this. Like with Abeloth, right? Like the Yuzhong Vong War, like oh. in the original Expanded Universe, it was like the aftermath of the Yuzhong Vong War after Jason becomes Darth Kitus and all the shenanigans he has. It was the events of that that led to Abeloth just reawakening and just running roughshod on the entire galaxy. And and with that, like, if we don't want to, like, I, I don't know if we want to make the Yuzhang Vong War all three movies, or you know Yeah, if we, like, if we want to make it all three movies, or who can have it to be where the Yuzhang Vong are kind of like uh, Abelot's, let's uh, uh, say, Acolytes slash Emissaries, to where it where, like, like, their main goal, besides just conquering life and death, or oh oh i just thought about this okay their main goal like they can keep their main goal from the original spanish user just just kill everything but it's because of that goal that that like that is inadvertently abalot's aim so we can kind of treat it like uh
2: the hobbit lord of the rings where it's like the orcs are the yuzhan vong but ultimately in the third movie you gotta take out abelos aka Sauron. and
1: yeah yeah, I was gonna say if we wanted to do it that way, we could do the the focus of the first two movies is the bulk of the Yuzan Vong, and then the third movie kind of ushers in either either the way that it was, where you have kind of the second movie maybe holds Jason falling to be Darth uh, Kytus, and that confrontation between that duel between uh, Jane and Jason could possibly happen in the second movie, and then that unleashes whatever happens with Avaloth in the third movie. We could do it that way. Um,
0: we do that i I would like there to be like a bunch of foreshadowing of that beforehand because if we just pull out abalone just out of nowhere for the third movie like nobody but me will probably just scream out enjoy for that so so (laughs) with that
2: it can kind of be like first episode um Things kind of work out, but he's hearing the voice of evil in his head kind of turning him. And he's seeing the Yuzan Vong destroy a lot of people. He's like, I don't know the story of him, so I don't know how he turned. But he's kind of like, let me tap into the dark side to uh, defeat the Yuzan Vong. And then in the second one is kind of like how that kicks off. And then the third, do it. Well, I don't know how he turned. I don't know how he turned, So
1: We need to ask a question, though, before we get there, because um, there is a third kind of important character for these twins, um, that actually is one of the big initial influences of them being tempted with the dark side. Do we want to include the third Solo child and his just total annihilation of, you know, the Yuuzhan Vong in that one battle on that one planet? Or uh, are are we bringing in Anakin Solo or are we leaving Anakin Solo on the sidelines? We need to decide that first.
0: Basically, are we going to have a child die? basically (laughs) that's about to are we about to get adult with this because we had order 66
1: and technically technically doesn't doesn't anakin solo also kill chewbacca accidentally i feel like that's a thing that i remember happened yeah he
0: does kind of semi get our boy clapped yeah okay
2: so i I think we can keep him um the only other thing that i wanted to mention that i wrote out how do y'all feel about star killer
1: i'm open i'm open
0: i I love me some galen merrick But I think by this time, I don't know if he, I don't know, like age wise, like age wise, in terms of everything, I don't know how effective he could be. What if he gets recloned?
1: I think I think the other important question, though, he's a very interesting character. How muddied would it make the story? Does it make sense to bring him in? Or are we creating story problems by trying to write in other characters just for the fun of it?
2: I'm thinking. He could that. only come in in at the end of the second when they have to recruit against Abaloth or at the beginning of the third. Like no mention in the first.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so, uh, like in the buildup where they turn against each other, they have to rec- recruit a lot of people to fight Aboloff. And I know also in the Yuzon Vong War is that it was both Jedi and Sith
0: right fighting against them, right? It was more Jedi and Sith versus Aboloth because uh, well, Sith kind of were not there. Yeah yeah so with abloff
2: recruiting who you can so i'm not gonna lock it in yet but we'll see how it builds out. so how do we build out the first story
1: i'm kind of thinking the use of vong wars spans a very like long it's a long span of books i know that and then i think it covers a decent amount of period of time so we could do it a couple different ways um obviously we have the example of the clone wars which was not nearly as long as the war but you have episodes two and three where we get the beginning and the end we could kind of take this as more more of an episode three type direction where you open and like you're already in the middle kind of of like it's it's well into the story of the battle but it's kind of towards the waning stages for the first movie and kind of take the time establishing like what's happened in the war up to this point like what's going on on right now and then maybe like the end of the yuzan vong war if we wanted to do it that way could be the second that then leads into abelos introduction um which would also uh, with anakin's story are is he dying in the first or the second movie that that's the other (laughs) question we gotta ask here
0: well uh seeing this how there's a trend that the first of each star wars trilogy some somebody important gets clapped um yeah somebody gonna have to go somebody gonna have to take that plunge so All right. w-
2: would you two want to enlighten the listeners again listeners in order to do this this is full spoilers for star wars and then this is also extended universe so what actually happens with anakin solo
1: so me should probably elaborate on this a little bit more than i can um my understanding they're in the midst of using von words they're on i don't remember what planet it is but they're on a planet where like basically. Anakin's there and like he's kind of being more or less the the forces that he's fighting with are more or less being overrun by the yu Vong and so he essentially becomes one with the force in a form of like pure energy that like wipes out all of the Yu-Zan Vong but also kills himself in the process um you probably have more to elaborate on that than what I explained but
0: I mean it's Basically, she ex- basically she gave the T L D R of that, but essentially, like, hey, it's just all the all these forces, all these Jedi, they they were just getting bomb rushed on all sides, and 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 from that Anakin, he's just like, okay, I need to protect all of these folks, I need to protect everybody, and I think at this point, like, his lightsaber's broken, he like he he's just literally on his last leg, and that is where he decides to tap into the Force, like, full power, used all of his potential to kill them all. So, basically like an explosion of glory. And then that eventually leads to, like, a major depression from, basically, depression on all of his family. Like, Jaina almost fell to the dark side immediately. <laughs> Jason basically had to become the main character again. But... He- Eventually, Jason also learned how to do what Anakin Solo did, but stay alive.
2: Hmm. Okay, so with that, I actually like that, idea. but we have to figure out between episode seven and eight, how to tap dance, the full Jason turn to the dark side and tell that story. Because if we kill Anakin Solo right at the end of the movie, the entire second movie has to be kind of like Yuzan Vong War ending, like you mentioned, but also, okay, Jason is the big bad. But then if we're going Abeloff, or not, Is it Ab- yeah, Abeloff in the third. How do we get that quick, like, good guy change? Even though we did see it in episodes four through six, so.
1: Yeah, I will say, too, before we move on to the second one, I really, really love, again, as we've kind of figured out from my new title we've used here and Jaina showing up, I really, really love the Sword of the Jedi, like, little mini speech that Luke gives when he gives that title to Jaina. So I would love to see that actually show up on screen i can read it here too if we want because it's just such a good thing anyway so what it says is i name you the sword of the jedi you are like tempered steel purposeful and razor keen always you shall be in the front rank a burning brand to your enemies a brilliant fire to your friends yours is a restless life and never shall you know peace though you shall be blessed for the peace that you bring to others take comfort in the fact that though you stand tall and alone others take shelter in the shadow that you cast I just like love that. And I would like to see it incorporated somehow into the film with her.
2: So, okay. So, we said we're keeping the OG cast, and then we also want to keep Finn in
0: some capacity. So, Meach, how do we do this? Okay. So, essentially, like, because it's all out war, you can have the focus kind of be on like Finn as he's fighting in this war. Like, this is where, like, or maybe he's like a newly recruited cadet. Or like newly recruited Jedi, and he's learning this is where you can learn all about the Yuzhan Bong and how they're not like how the force just doesn't work on them and and just like all their technology or like bioorganic technology and just how they got to the galaxy in the first place. So like you use him as kind of again, use him as our PLV, but keep him as like our main uh forces. So like he can be yeah, like a Jedi who's trying to like prove himself. You know, he's he's going out with uh like Jane, Jaina and Jason as they're like going through their missions. Maybe maybe he can uh like form an attachment to Jaina, but like Jason is like adamantly is just like, I don't like this kid type of deal until like he proves himself.
1: Yeah. Well, and with that, like I think we should probably also mention that. Technically, in the extended universe, there's a full New Jedi temple and New Jedi order at this time. So it would make perfect sense for him to just be another one of the Jedi that's, like, existing in this New Jedi order that Luke has. Um, He could also, kind of like you're saying, Jaina does have an actual, like, romantic interest in the story. So he could just take on that role. And maybe he wouldn't be called Finn, but, like, he could just become that character as well.
2: Could he potentially be... See, this is where writing... Sometimes writers get too into stuff. But could he potentially be uh jason's padawan and then that's how they kind of get introduced to jana or is that forced
0: i
1: think the age doesn't work yeah it's okay. like kind of age thing. does okay. not
0: match at all yeah it. okay unless like somehow you have jason be like the older brother
1: yeah like but... if you make them not twins and he's the much older brother but
0: i want to keep it the
2: same age yeah.
0: all right cool we're keeping them as siblings all right so and then another thing would be like okay in terms of like what what are the og cast doing of course you got luke basically being the you know basically being the general like his his eu role like he's not only helping basically keeping the jedi order like alive but also like kind of being the kind of help like forefront being like or on the front lines of this war as but then at the same time he's like slowly but surely like stepping back a bit like as he's letting like his basically his children slash uh slash nieces and nephews kind of take the reins a bit like he's the one sending them out on missions and whatnot uh and then leia's of course she she she's gung-ho she's basically doing like similar rebellion rebellion type beats or she could take on kind of more of a padme role okay with we gotta be
2: very conscientious of this do we want to kill off leia's character in some capacity or do we just kind of like write her out
1: i don't personally want to and i i think i don't have a problem with writing as if she's in all three of these movies that that's kind of my personal like nobody else will be leia to me we we can roll with that yeah yeah
0: yeah i was just like it it, it's gonna it's gonna be difficult to do if uh that's gonna be like a real tough one Uh, Uh, that's fair that's fair. like a I was say like hey if if we could like come up with a like if we had wanted to like take her out uh like a very meaningful send off like would would do justice.
1: Yeah, I think about the only thing that would work as a send off is if she like stays behind and like tries to rescue her son as he's like becoming one with the force and then just happens to get eliminated along with him but I still don't like that storyline. I'd rather her stay kind of more true to true to the role she usually plays in these things
2: that's fair okay and then han are we taking him out since harrison ford doesn't want to be here anymore
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh harrison
0: <laughs> you say i that mean he will return for a sixth movie i'm just saying
1: all right technically it's Chewy that dies not han but
0: easily swap them out though
1: yeah i i don't have a strong opinion on that Either way, I guess we could also use that to play into more of how Jaina and Jason are struggling with falling towards the dark side, and are they, or are they not going to? Um, I could, I could see that work, but I don't have a strong opinion on him staying or going.
0: Yeah, like Han, it's
1: sad for him to go, but
0: Han just stays Han. Han. Or maybe like if he, if we do have Jason turn to the dark side, hey, kill him off the same way again. <laughs> On the bridge, can do that. i <laughs> <laughs> not on a bridge this time. For the love of God, <laughs> yes,
2: I like that. Yeah. So, first one, uh just recapping episode seven. So we have we drop off in the middle of the vong War. Are they losing? Is it kind of tied at the moment? Just to kind of set it oh, up. Oh nah, no,
0: this is straight L's. Okay.
2: Okay, so they take him out. So let's say, uh, then we get the big speech, like middle of the movie that uh, Luke gives Jaina. Maybe Finn is looking for, like I don't know, in the wars if there is like a special weapon that they use and they had to search for it at some point. That could be Finn's role or the Finn character in this. I don't remember there was. Like- um, I don't
1: remember one. I mean, I think it would just kind of be like again, think more like Clone Wars, where they have just their little squads that they go fight their battles and that's kind of more what I would think for him mm-hmm. um like maybe that he's, you know just another like Jedi that's also a pilot so maybe he's a pilot too at something like that
2: so we can roll with that then like okay so there's many um battles that they're starting to win to win and then it builds up to like this big battle with the Anakin solo moment and once that moment happens is it the end of the movie or is there just a little bit more where we start to see the the we tease Abilif uh, avalaf um, i say and a, little, then a little bit more okay
1: yeah Two. i'm almost thinking we could do it to where it kind of like that's kind of the final like moment and then that would honestly be kind of like an infinity war moment where it's like oh my gosh we can't end there um and then like the second movie if if we did it that way you could start to tease the off at the beginning of the second movie and also start to explore. Like we suddenly start to see this separation between Jaina and Jason as they're each kind of fighting their own mental battles of like, am I, or am I not going to fall to the dark side? And then like, as we see Jaina come back, we see Jason take too many steps and fall over. And then it kind of ends with their final confrontation. Um, We could do something like that. Um, And then the question for that final confrontation is, are we going to end it the way that it actually ends where she kills him or is she gonna actually redeem him and bring him back that that would be the question
2: so just with episode seven just to so yeah. we end it kind of around that like you mentioned Infinity War. work we could have it like that teaser where jason is like looking at his lightsaber and it flickers red and then it cuts like maybe he hears the voice of Ebel off it flickers red and it cuts right there just to like tease it
1: the only thing with that continuity wise you have to make a crystal bleed. Yeah, to I would say red. if
0: anything, you just just have his eyes flicker. Yeah, it? yeah. Okay,
2: yeah.
0: eyes flicker.
2: Okay, so now where you are on episode eight. So how do we kick that off? I know Ut is like they start to fray. Um yeah. What
0: are the other characters doing? Finn's well, doing something with J- probably like Finn could help be the reason why Jaina stays in the light. Mm-hmm and uh perhaps like they perhaps go on a like some type of daring mission maybe take out uh yuzhong vong like stronghold uh together she's becoming more erratic more violent and he's and he's still like maybe like he's like the younger one but he's the one who's actually teaching her in the moment kind of like like he's grounding her yeah he's grounding her with like his like his pure heart or or like the fact like hey This ain't like you, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and then at the same time we see maybe we see the same scenario, but like Jason's on like having like a very similar mission, but perhaps like the companion that he's with is just not it, or or like he's doing it by himself because like because the fact like Luke he he kind of uh it's like okay like he knows that maybe Jason maybe like either just as powerful or even maybe slightly
1: more powerful than Jaina or maybe that's actually not true though the reverse is true technically I
0: I I know that but this is new timeline this new timeline but but it also it's but we do need a reason for I'm saying that just mostly for need a reason why Jason would go alone whereas Finn would go with Jace and Jaina
1: (laughs) Well, I think that comes down to like, what other characters do we have in the story too? Because maybe like Jason does have like a friend that's kind of been, I'm kind of envisioning like a troop of five of them um, where you've got kind of like Jaina and then the Finn or whatever you want to call him character that are kind of more, and typically Jaina and Jason are together, but for whatever reason, yeah, now they're kind of doing separate things. And then Jason's just got somebody else from that other troop that's with him that's like noticing things but like maybe that person that they're with he's just not listening to them or he's just kind of so like unilaterally focused that it's almost like he's tunnel visioned and there's nothing else going on around him i'm kind of picturing something maybe more like that um to make it make sense um but yeah
2: so are the sith completely gone at this time period like any remnants of them i mean there
0: are all right so te- okay so here we get into this back. all right so there's lumaya dark lady of the sith she's literally in a like an apprentice of darth vader and she and she has like a, a light whip um and she's the one that turns jason to the dark side in the in the expanded universe so Tet and, and like they're just like a very tiny sect like they're there's like maybe
1: three maybe four of them
0: so maybe like use. go ahead
1: oh i was gonna say maybe jason has a run-in with them on his mission and that's kind of what starts pushing him more over the edge we could run it that way or we could just have him naturally come to it by himself
2: they they save him during a battle when he's already in the midst of it and they feed into his turn
1: potentially i could
2: see that so yes uh is he able to use lightning
1: probably afterwards
2: so maybe um, they use lightning and it, like it works on the use he's like oh let me access that and it kind of helps again go with his turn
1: yeah which yeah. would kind of fit for his story I feel like because what I remember from Jason is he's got kind of this complex of needing to justify that his reason to turn to the dark side is better than his grandfather's which would be Anakin um which would be better than Vader's reason and so like there's some some of that going on in there so maybe that Oh. could be a part of it
0: oh i just remembered the reason why he turned it's because of the fact he saw like basically him and lumaya saw like a force of vision where essentially jason's like on the th- like the throne of the sith and like he's the reason like hey that the galaxy ends up like thriving and succeeding so it's like he turned to the dark side so the so that everything could just be right as rain
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I thought I remembered some story about how like he, and this is why when Jaina and him duelled, that like she felt he was still in there, that like his reasoning he wasn't like totally, I don't know, like he turned, but it was like it was almost like he wasn't all the way gone or something.
0: Okay. Yeah, but it's literally by the time he he like almost nearly dies, like that's when he was like full tilt by that point. But it's when he was dying that he came back
2: okay so there are three things in this the second movie needs to accomplish the end of the Yuzhan Bong war uh jason versus jaina however we want to handle that i think if we want to go into the next one keeping him we can't kill him off and then the third one is the real introduction of abeloff so how do we handle that
1: well i do still think that the major conference if if abeloff is going to be the big bad in the third one i think the major confrontation between Jaina and Jason should probably happen towards the end of the second movie um I mean I could be kind of wrong in how I'm thinking about that pacing but I think it would make sense for that to be the big climactic event of the second one kind of other random thing I want to add for the second one it'd be cool to see Luke step into a little bit more of that like wise master role. Um, So I'd like to see kind of some dialogue between Luke and both of the solo kids, right. As he's kind of trying to appeal to Jason and trying to appeal to Jaina as they're struggling. I'd like to see him take more of that kind of more wise, um, experienced Yoda type character for them.
0: Yeah, definitely. And in fact, when like, Hey, and when Jason falls uh, and like, maybe like whenever Jason like kills, kills somebody, somebody important, uh like that like Luke just he just goes right into action and to try to best him but then he realized well wait like as much as I can do it no there's somebody who's more qualified than me to help take to help bring you back and then boom J- Jaina comes in okay, okay. so,
2: so, how, so the torch so the use on bomb war essentially has to end in the middle of the movie In order for this to work out so how does that end in the um extended and then we can tie that into the movie however we want to do it
1: i don't remember
0: i think i think how i remembered is that they lured i think if i recall correctly they lured them all to like a central location and then blew it up and like that location that specific location was actually like in the like mod cluster which is like a cluster of just large black holes which we kind of somewhat saw in solo um but but like it's because of that that is how abeloth got out perfect okay so with that
2: um maybe they're planning it and Jaina maybe wants to um not completely annihilate them but like defeat them work out a plan yada 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 and Jason is like no we're going to completely annihilate them and she pulls a uh Mm -hmm. what was the third movie for uh Hunger Games it was like the end of it where it's like this was the plan the entire time and we ended up killing everybody kind of like a situation where he's like oh this is the plan and I'm going to stick with you and Lady Maya is in his head and then they kill all of them that way and that's how the war ends and that kind of officially splits them and then also opens up the door to Abeloff.
1: I could say something like that. Yeah. Yeah. About how there's kind of because it expounds then I'm kind of just trying to think through like, okay, does does the ending of the war happen before or after? Or is that what leads to the big conflict and showdown between Jana and Jason? Is the fact that maybe he went with that option and then she's like, oh man, I gotta stop you now. Um as then and then maybe we can have kind of like the, you know, overlapping what is that called um
0: intertwining intertwining storyline
1: the 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 the, it's a film term montage there we go that's Mm. where we kind of like again think of like the end of revenge of the sith where you're bouncing back and forth between like Sidious and Yoda and then Anakin and Obi-Wan where it's like you're bouncing back and forth between like the destruction of the Yuzan Vong and the duel between Jaina and Jason and then kind of the end you just flash to like Abeloff coming out of whatever like I could see something like that
2: that's right. Maybe like in the montage, he's like hunting them to like, not just them, but like anyone that oppresses his like rule, not rule, but like oppresses him that he feels like his scumbags just like completely wiping out people. And then he um that le- kind of leads to the confrontation after, like you mentioned, meets Luke's Luke talks to um Jaina. And then that leads to the end of the movie with their uh fight.
1: Mm-hmm. That could yeah. be a really cool callback to the whole Sword of the Jedi thing, too.
2: Yeah, like a, this is
1: who you are. Reminder: This is who you are. This is what you need to do.
2: And no killing of Finn yet.
0: <laughs> There's no killing of Finn <laughs> at all. What you mean? Oh, uh-huh. um, and then again,
1: if we make him, I don't remember what the guy's first name is, but the last name is uh, Fel. yeah, we're just jagged fell. That's what it is. We could make him jagged fell, and they could actually end up together. So Jage you it, know, cool.
0: maybe. But also another thing, like so, we're not killing off uh, not killing off Jason, right?
2: I don't think so.
0: Uh, All right, so here's the next thing.
1: We we could make it look like he's dead.
0: Like, are we are we gonna do? Is he gonna get just messed up as he did originally? He has to.
1: I think let's do it. I think yeah, I think like
0: with him losing his arm, getting set on fire, and having like a (laughs) bunch of needles implanted into him. Jesus. Oh yeah,
1: I mean that's not that much different from Anakin. Let's let's be real. (laughs) So. I think it's fine. I think, yeah, I think you can kind of leave it even instead of how Revenge of the Sith ends with you seeing Vader rise and seeing them reconstructed, you could kind of end it to where you're not sure if he lived or died. And then kind of that's where we pick up the story in the third movie.
2: Okay, I like that. So for the third one, how do we kickstart it? Maybe Abel takes... We see Avaloth talking to him yeah. giving the the mom that is evil speech about like oh they they left you no one loves you i will remake you in my image yada yada well she was called the mother right Meech?
0: oh yes she we go on full cosmic core baby <laughs>
1: yeah i do think you need to start with abeloff whatever we do it's got to start with like a big opening sequence of like who let's establish who abeloff is and maybe it's like, we get here what Maybe is, yeah. it's
2: like this is how she kickstarted the yuzhan Bong. Like, she explains yeah. how like, she used them in order to like awaken herself.
1: Yeah, yep. Something like that.
0: Like, you're my boy, <laughs> I made the yuzhan <laughs> Bong. I have been every voice inside your head.
1: All <laughs> right. Better use of that line.
0: <laughs> so, with that, uh towards the end.
2: Are we keeping Jason evil at the end and have him reunite with Jaina? Or is he going to stick with Abeloth and that's kind of where we end it? And then we get to make like 20 Disney Plus series about it.
1: See, I I think that's a good question because we have the classic ending of, you know, it always ends with the guys who are supposed to be the good guys end up the good guys. Or we could twist it and do something different and have him stay, I think. I'm open to either. I mean obviously you're going to be rooting for him to be a good guy at the end of it no matter what because that's who we started with um but i'm i'm open to other ideas i i would be in favor of him coming back but i'm not i'm not going to veto any ideas about him staying dark either
0: because i i i'm about to say something so oh oh oh, no i'm i want to i want to hear what you have before i say something so
2: we if we are taking out ablof in this movie
0: that means and Jason
2: stays good. We need a power to to fight that. And with that, if he's gonna stay evil, lock it in. We got Star Killer. <laughs> right.
1: Go for it, man.
0: You know what? You no, know fine, fine. Star killer can be in here. Star Killer can be in there. You know what? You you got it. But also here here's my thing when it comes to Abeloth. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be very hard to kill her. Like Essentially, they didn't kill her in the expanded universe. Again, we going full cosmic horror. You can't kill her unless you had like the full Mortis blade, and nobody knows where that is. uh, uh Like you could make it a fetch, qu- like make the movie kind of be like, okay, so we know Abeloth is out here. She's basically running rough shot on all of us. Like make like she's appearing to tempting each and every one of the four sensitive characters in the form of the person that they love the most I like like that I mean that's what she did initially like she had Luke be in the form of his deceased wife uh, which I was like oh no so you immediately started my trying to do my boy dirty Um, but but yeah so like tempting each and every one of them like to to follow her will and then we could have like a few maybe like a few Jedi uh, this could be like either Jedi that we see bef- like in the previous movies who are like in the background mm-hmm. that you semi-get more focused on in this one or they can just be brand new we we don't care they just have to fall under her thrall to so yeah to like go basically like boom she dark now
2: yeah we need her to either kill off at least one major person and a bunch of side characters or turn a few major characters in order to
0: really establish her as the villain Yes, and you could even kind of make it semi-implied that that Darth Kitis was one of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, too, there's a storyline that's out there about a point where Luke kind of falls to the dark side, too, so maybe you get a little bit of a reversal from the second movie of, like, Luke starts to fall and Jana pulls him back this time. We could do something like that.
2: And just with Jason's storyline, since he's going to stay, this is when he truly adopts the Darth Kytus, uh moniker, by the end of the movie maybe or maybe i think like-
1: he should start the movie with it because if he fell in the last movie and that was the big story we were telling he should probably start the movie that's either that's we could do it in a way where like in the abeloff exposition like she bestows it on him you could do it that way um but i think he should start the movie with it
2: she bestows it and like they don't mention it nobody really says his name and then at the end they're like jason 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 and he's like no i'm darth kytus and then boom mm-hmm. it's kytus now <laughs> i like that i like that uh so anything else we want to so like maybe um the only person <laughs> i'm staying with star killer right <laughs> he knows where the mortise blade is uh perhaps and that's why they need to find him
0: mm. Mm. okay okay have old man star killer
1: or and... he knows how to find it yeah, yeah he, knows, he that... knows how to find it yeah
0: and it could be to where like the main fetch quest is to to get to Mortis like the which is where at least if i recall correctly that's the last place you see it in clone wars it could very well be somewhere else out
1: what about this is a question that's not necessarily directly pertaining to this specifically do we want to have any like force ghost characters pop-up like past uh, guides uh, yeah like Anakin, Anakin solo Obi-Wan and yeah Anakin solo it's, like past characters we're familiar with that pop-up as guides kind of in the same way I guess that's why we're keeping some these, yeah just like characters that we know that are like showing up kind of to and I guess this is—I feel like again, since this is a reconstruction of the sequels, I maybe this is kind of what they tried to do with that, like last couple scenes of Rise of Skywalker that didn't go the way that it was supposed to, but like actually have them show up in force together with we, all of our characters.
2: We could maybe have Obi Wan pop up and in the second movie and talk to Luke about this is how your father fell, and like because he's seeing the signs in his own son, and like he's mm-hmm. talking to him about that. And then maybe he goes along the lines of, I wish I would have stepped in and done something earlier. Which leads to the confrontation between the two, which then leads to the Jaina confrontation.
1: We could do that. And then pull him back for the third one. I I like Anakin showing up, like both Anakins actually showing up in the third movie, too. Um, I
0: definitely love that. Also, hey, if we can implement that uh, failure is the best teacher speech to Luke.
1: Yes. yeah. no effect
0: lock that in we're gonna I
1: lock love that. It in. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: play the sound effect which movie is this oh god uh
1: the speech is from
0: oh well, like, for, yes like, for us. it it wouldn't I, well make i sense think for...
1: it would make sense for two or three honestly yeah the second or the third one because i guess eight or nine is what i should say because if we have you know that speech showing up to support luke as he's trying to support the chaos that's going on with his niece and nephew that makes sense or if we're going with the storyline where luke starts to fall and then gets pulled back it fits there as well so
0: yeah. third yes yeah, so third third let's lock it in for the third movie. lock it in
1: and i almost feel like you have to have a yoda appearance too if we're yep, doing it, Force has Ghost,
0: to, so. it has to be yoda who gives the speech. yeah yeah bye yoda So we
2: got Force Ghosts, Yoda, both Anakins in the third movie, Obi-Wan in the second.
1: And third.
0: Okay, and third. And since Qui-Gon has been working with the wills of the Force, like maybe he can be their Mm -hmm. guide to the Blade as well.
1: If we're throwing all these names out, where does Ahsoka fit into all this?
0: That's four
2: Force Ghosts in the third movie. Uh, Is Ahsoka still alive during this time? She could be. She could be, because technically we never because she only...
1: We don't have an, enter- or an end termination for her at all yet.
2: soka we're changing it for our movie, is the uh, Jagged Fell Master. We can do that.
1: Well, it, it depends, because if we're having a storyline where she does, in fact, return to Luke's new Jedi Order to be a Jedi in that capacity, then you could, but if she stays on the trajectory that she's on, where she's living a life of the Jedi, but like not taking the mantle of a Jedi, she could just be kind of another one of those kind of like your star killer another support character that comes out of the woodworks from the mission she's been doing on her own to come together in this massive force maybe, effort to
0: or maybe it's off. her and star killer together
2: mm-hmm. maybe we could use ahsoka as the key to beating the Yuzon Vong in the second movie where it's like they need to find her to like uh kind of like Plot out stuff, um and that way it's not because, like in the third movie, we have a lot of like main characters that might pull from it, and we might be falling to an episode four, well, episode seven situation where it's like we're just used for relying too much on nostalgia.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, I guess the question where I think because you kind of mentioned before with Abulos, it's kind of like an all hands on deck thing. Fair, I feel like if fair. it's all hands on deck, it makes sense to do. We can that intro
2: bit. her in the second one, and then she mm-hmm. is in the third one, and she knows of Star Killer.
0: Yeah. So that she leads them to him. Okay. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You want to lock like, that in? Like they and they're is both of them apprentices of Anakin. Oh my Brush. Both
2: sides. <laughs> is that a triple lock-in?
1: <laughs> Let's do I, it. Why not?
2: <laughs> Booyah, that, that that's incredible
0: they both use reverse grip they both use two blades oh
2: no we, we hit something <laughs> oh boy alright alright anything else uh, so is the getting to Mortis blade or Mortis Is are we going to treat that like getting to Mordor where it's like that's the final kind of confrontation
0: yeah the final location the final battle mm-hmm. we could and, do that. yeah we Yeah.
1: Cool. i think that makes a lot of sense
0: final battle all right cool
2: anything else uh with the third movie before i recap it on
1: um, quick question do we want this is i guess probably should be backtracking to the trilogy as a whole do we want to have any characters like possibly a certain grand admiral show up in the story anywhere oh, and play any part of this because uh... i think he's technically around. I mean, this.
0: In the story. EU, he was introduced in this time period. So, yeah. He's technically alive.
1: So, I mean, and he is, again, arguably, probably like the next best villain that we know outside of uh, Palpatine. Is so, he... obviously, pre introducing Avalok, but.
2: Can we use him as an op that teams with the on Bong? Maybe? I mean, I'm wondering, can we, we use him as an anti hero? Like I don't know how evil he is. I know he's
0: bad, evil though. Like, That's all. He is imperial to the max. So yeah, like if anything, he'd be like a rogue third faction. In the and
1: I feel like I could be making this up, but I feel like I'm remembering something where there's like somewhere in the webs of thought of how part of why. Palpatine even built the Empire in the first place was because he saw through this division that the Yuuzhan Vong was coming, and so the Empire was built to withstand yes, that or something that, in the that first is place.
0: why Palpatine, Palpatine.
1: So, Yes, and then when we get to this whole heir to the Empire thing, which is Thrawn, he's the one that then has to carry that man. So the purpose that he serves this role was to resist them in the first place. So I could see, it could kind of be like an anti-hero, enemy of my enemy is my friend thing. And then, actually... The way that that could work because of course in a story you always have to have a villain is at the end when they finally defeat abeloth then that's where we finally split back into our original conflict of like he becomes the main villain again something like that
2: so maybe maybe second and third one somehow we this is how we use ahsoka so she recruits thrawn in that confrontation but she also knows Starkiller. so maybe there's a split that happens and she goes sees one or the other between the second and third movie however we want to handle that and by the end once abeloff is defeated thrawn puts his hands around darth Kitis and like let's let's get it my guy
1: i mean that could work and i will say it's not totally out of the possibility for ahsoka to be the one with all these connections because you know we've all seen rebels um she's fulcrum she's the one with all the connections in the first place so it makes sense to carry that over so i think that works
0: the only thing about that would be like, like in terms of it being like the finale of this trilogy, right? Wouldn't we want it to like end kind of like on a more upbeat note,
1: potentially? Yeah. Then,
0: then all that because I mean, well, we know episode three like it had to end on downer note. Down. There was no chance that it wasn't. Um, but with but when it comes to like episode six, like it ends pretty good. And then episode nine, like, despite all of its failings, ended on a high, on like an upbeat note. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, so how would we even incorporate that if Darth Kaius is still evil, Thrawn is now, and Thrawn and him are now forming a new empire. Like I think... even, And like the fact that Abeloth may not actually be dead, but may actually just be just sealed for X amount of years.
1: I think what we could do with that is on both the Thrawn and the Jason angle, embrace the gray area a little bit more to where we're not making solid statements that like, oh, they're evil again, and this is what's happening. But like, there's kind of a moment of like, okay, we've achieved our goal. And so then there's kind of this like, shady phasing out of Thrawn where it's like, kind of like a well, he might become a problem tomorrow. But today, let's just celebrate our victory kind of thing. And then you could kind of leave Jason with, like, wrestling with... Maybe, yeah, so it's like maybe he kind of has a moment where he comes back, but it we don't know if it's going to last. Maybe something like that, which I know doesn't necessarily sound like final, final, but no story is ever truly final because characters have to keep living somehow, but... Yeah,
2: and I mean, in-game, it was, it was a quote-unquote happy ending, but, like, Iron Man got taken out, so... I mean, that was a happy ending in my book, but
0: uh, we didn't, I didn't need to hear it over there, uh...
1: But I guess right. that also brings us back to: Is Jason Solo actually going to die, or is he going to keep living at the end of the story? Because he does die yeah. in the original story.
0: Both versions of him die.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hmm. we so can is keep, that when we when
2: we make movies ten through twelve because we're gonna uh, make a lot of money with this, then we can keep it going.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's the only way that this will work is if we made like a 10 through 12 and that's like and like okay we could follow up on that storyline later but mm-hmm. in the meantime like let, let's let's go over like everybody's like ending of course you want to have finn and jaina together like they they finally embrace the romance mm-hmm. after after movies of build up uh let's see who else we can have luke like he He may be lamenting the loss of Jason, but, like, he's overjoyed at, like, hey, this is the new Republic. And I know, like, hey, these Jedi, like, the galaxy is going to be in great hands for if Abeloth returns with these new Jedi coming in.
2: Here's kind of what I want to do with Luke. It's not Last Jedi, but it's ask where you said, like, he's, like, overlooking and it's like, okay, I'm happy. I kind of want him to put down the lightsaber at the end of this. And, like, go to, like, vacation more than isolation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if he takes on more of the Yoda-type role, technically, if you're not at a time of war, Yoda's just kind of supervising and existing. Hey, He's not actively him, on man. the front lines. He he could take a step back and kind of, you know, be more of the overseer and, like, the wise guru-type person. But
0: yeah, I'm you know. cool with that.
1: Um. If if we did want Jason to end with this trilogy, I guess the way I could see it happening is like that's just kind of his last kind of contribution um is helping with the destruction of Avaloth. Maybe he dies in that process. And then so instead of dying in the duel originally like he does with Jaina, then he does die in kind of that final act of ending Avaloth and, and maybe we could do it that way or again we could keep him alive and let the story run but i could see it kind of like in the iron man sacrifice type way like we mentioned it could be that
2: okay i got you i actually like that and then jamie so maybe like Avaloth is going up against his sister and then he's like that's when anakin solo pops up and he's like oh i don't want to lose another sibling and like maybe earlier in the story maybe two that's the other Anakin Skywalker talks to him about like what what you're about what's about to happen. You turn evil. He sees Anakin Solo turns against um, Abeloff, and then he dies.
0: So yes, I'm cool. with that. that.
2: I'm with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Jason, I mean, in? maybe
1: he's the, he's the one that kind of finally takes the Mortis blade and like does the job or something.
0: Yes, yes. or like he's in, again he's instrumental in like Mortis blading like Abeloff and like that again takes her out. I like. Yeah. that. And takes him out the same time.
2: And we mm-hmm. get our happy yeah. sad ending. And then Thrawn is there to pick up the pieces for 10 through 12.
0: Oh, wait. And there I just is. realized something like we can make it be a parallel to Anakin Solo's death and have it be like, he achieves oneness in order to take out Abeloth and and mm-hmm. then like he and maybe have Anakin Solo be like, that's my brother.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: Boom, we got
2: so for time's sake, recapping it because I think we hit on something special. Disney hit us up. So, episode seven, we drop off in the middle of the Yuzong Vong war. Uh, their Republic, however, you want to call it, Jedi, good guys, taking massive L's. Um, and then we kind of just like build up different people. Uh, Jana, we have the OGs, Jana Solo. Our Finn character, Jogged Fell, uh, kind of just gone on different missions and everything. Uh, and then Janna, as well as Jason, fighting wars. We see the t- temptation of them to the dark side, kind of in fighting the Yuzan Von, just because of how many L's they're taking. It ends essentially with Anakin Solo um, dying, sacrificing himself. Ties of the war start to change because of that, uh, but also just like their uh, affiliation to the Force. And then we get our first tease of Avalof. And that's how we end episode seven. Going into episode eight, we see Jason and Jenna arguing more and more. He starts to be uh, more forceful, kind of like, oh, Jedi don't do this, Jedi don't do that. He's more Sith-like in his nature, but he's still good at the midpoint. Uh, so it builds up. They have to go their separate ways for different reasons. Um, we start to see Obi-Wan kind of talk to Luke about this in here. We did say Ahsoka was in the second one, right?
1: Yep. I think so, yeah.
2: Okay, so we need her for the yuzon Vong War kind of recruiting Thrawn as well. Um, so then we see the Lady of the Sith uh, as Jason goes on his separate mission. Mission, It's Lumaya, Meech. L- Lady Lumaya, yeah. Lady Lumaya. So that's kind of how he really, really starts to turn to the dark side as they get separated. They agree on a mission to get the Yuzhan Vong to this uh, one location. They disagree on the plan, and then Jason essentially tricks uh, Jaina, wipes them out and he might as well just say he accidentally takes some people on their side out as well and that really turns him to the dark side builds up a montage about how he's really just like falling to the dark side big confrontation with um jaina and also during the explosion of the json bond that releases abeloff we have a kind of what's the word i'm looking for ambiguous ending about whether he dies or not Yes, cliffhanger at the uh, second one about how he dies or not. Open up with the third one. Absolute chaos because Abelof is running amok. She, we see that she's recruited him, bestowed the title of Darth Kytus. Uh, Jedi are getting wiped out left and right, or they're either turning to like complete... I don't even know if it's the dark side, Madness. just to her side. <laughs> yes. Madness. Um, so Ahsoka in this, she says, hey, I know somebody that can help us. Uh, we have... I know of uh, someone that can beat Abeloff. We go find Star Killer. I turn up. Uh, and that he mentions the Mortis blade with that. Um, at some point, Obi-Wan gives the speech to either Obi-Wan or Yoda. Which one gives the um failure as a best teacher speech? Yoda.
1: Well, it's originally Yoda's speech that he gives to Luke. So we could keep it that way. But okay. I think I think let's keep it that way.
2: We can have Yoda pop up all the fans geek out they tell that to uh luke as he also him and the ogs like kind of just like do their thing holding down different pockets of the galaxy during avalos madness uh star takes them to where the mortis blade is recruiting essentially all oh that's what luke can do he can recruit different sides of uh good guys bad guys so that's one story so it all leads to mortis um anakin skywalker throughout is kind of talking to Kitus as his force ghost and then as jaina is fighting abloff in like the penal- well the climactic battle she's losing jason sees anakin solo and he's like no i cannot lose another sibling steps in takes the moris blade, defeats abloff and dies and we essentially end with that and uh jagged fell jaina are together uh jedi temple is being rebuilt maybe we have another character that's like a padawan that's really stepping to their own and then as a teaser, Admiral Thrawn is like, it's all mine now.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I kind of like the idea of ending it kind of the classic way that episode six ends where you have like your different celebration scenes and then you have the different force ghosts pop up and maybe kind of in a in an homage to that where Anakin Skywalker shows up as a force ghost, maybe have Jason show up as a force ghost for the first time or something, something like that.
2: That's fair. I like
0: that. I like that. Me anything else now that we're wrapping up? I mean, it it this was this was amazing. This was perfect. Yes, absolutely. Was, give me my money.
2: So we absolutely love this segment. We're definitely going to plan at some point to do another one of just different. We're definitely going to load up on it with our Patreon. So, with that, recommendations and plugs. What do you guys got? And so you, oh, you Jamie.
1: Um, I mean, I feel like I kind of put that all in my in my section at the beginning. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to really add to that. I guess I didn't mention the Marvels. I'm excited about the Marvels. I hope the Marvels will be good. I think it looks good, um, especially with how good Miss Marvel was in the beginning. That I think it's coming out later this year, isn't it?
0: November 10th. November. Yeah.
1: So that's my extra plug.
0: All right, Meech. All right. Uh, so for my plugs, it's every single Star Wars movie, Disney Plus. Um, I mean, minus episode seven, eight, and nine. Uh, or you can just go listen to ours listen to this podcast to hear our version of the story. Um, also, there is a fan-made comic that adapted the Colin Trevorrow Duel of the Fates script. Uh, you can find that online anywhere, uh, but go read that because adapting that script is just like, <clears throat> that, that That moves infinitely better. That would have made it infinitely better. But, uh, but yeah, so there's that. Um, Star Wars Rebels, Do It. Um, Star Wars The Clone Wars, what are you doing? Uh, if you haven't seen Star Wars Visions, get on that. Uh, so, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got for the recommendations. Anybody else got anything?
1: One more thing I remembered since we're on the Star Wars topic: this is not shows. Theory um, Eleven cards. One, if you're like a fan of like anything nerdy, their cards are fantastic. Love them. They just on Star Wars Day came out with a like Star Wars deck. And it's like a box set. And the box opens as if you're using the Force to it, apparently. Like, that's how they've been advertising it. So if that sounds interesting to you, well, one, I can definitely highly recommend Theory 11 cards because they're fantastic quality and they're great. But they've got a really cool box set for Star Wars, too. So check them out.
2: All right, cool. And again, just all Star Wars is what I would recommend. Uh, one thing in preparation for next week, if you have the time, read root Comics. Um, that's what we're going to be reviewing, Meech and I. Uh, absolutely incredible comic so far. I'm like halfway through, and I think it's absolutely incredible. So we're going to be reviewing that next week. Uh, so let's get into our individual plugs.
0: All right. So we have ourselves our Instagram and our Twitter at BlurredCity22. Uh, and go ahead give us a like give us a follow give us a subscribe we also have the blurred city pod that's on our youtube and our patreon please come out give us some extra chatter then you can see some extra patreon exclusive content if you will we also have ourselves our discord which is linked in our instagram page and then also also we have ourselves our email which is blurred city 22 at gmail.com that's where you can submit uh different s- different ideas different segments for our podcast so please come and do that for us today finally i have the rogue jedi uh 21 which is on tiktok uh for however long we still have tiktok uh before it gets eventually banned i'll still be posting out of pocket content on there and that is my personal page as well as the ravens up ever keep vanish after show podcast if you love uh don case and ryan stegman's work and the comic book vanish hey come check that out on youtube and that's all i have what is that scott for my individual author pages we got my instagram mitri underscore
2: dash show m e t r i underscore d-a-s-h my twitter at the mad dash 16 and if you're interested in my book phantom pains the most regular tale you can catch that on amazon kindle any plugs you have jamie
1: um you can find me on Instagram if you really want to at Jsteach, Jaysteach, J-A-Y-S-T-E-A-C-H. Um, I have a Twitter. I think I check it about once every three years. Um, I think it's like J Swag 8 or something weird like that nickname that I was given in high school and there it is. Um, anyway, so yeah.
2: All right, dope. And just one thing I wanted to say before I forget, uh, please, if you listen to this, just give a prayer to Jamie Foxx and his family uh, because he's gone through that medical situation. So, with that, the guests always leave the listeners with some words of encouragement.
1: Of course. Well, in the nature of our conversation, I will leave you with a couple rare gems from our, our our sequel trilogy that we got here. So first of all, I was a pretty big fan of uh, Luke's quote about how confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. So you know, be willing to go forth and confront your fears, because that's how we get through things in life. And of course, we reference this a few times. But Yoda has a really great quote about passing on about to Luke how he needs to pass on what he's learned strength mastery. Yes, but weakness, folly, failure also. Yes failure, most of all, the greatest teacher failure is. So what we learn from this, right, is that you might make mistakes, you might stumble. But as long as we learn from those things, we grow and we continue to be better people and make better decisions in the future. So take the Star Wars wisdom with you and be encouraged.
2: Thank you. It was so great having you on. Whenever Ahsoka comes out, we will be in contact. Uh, So with that, as we always leave you, it's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blurred City Podcast. See
0: ya later.